This week, another shocking video of a beheading by the terrorist group ISIS was promoted on social media. This week's Bible in the News looks at this organisation and how it could rapidly bring a militant Russia into the Middle East. Stephen Sotloff is the second American journalist the jihadist group Islamic State has publicly killed. The group claimed his killing was in revenge for continued US airstrikes targeting its fighters in Iraq. Apparently, unbeknown to his captors, he was in fact Jewish. According to interviews with other released captors, he managed to fast during Jewish holidays like Yom Kippur. Sotloff's family were advised to obscure all evidence of his Jewish identity after he was captured in northern Iraq in August last year. The general concern of the authorities was that he could be subject to a greater level of torture should his captors discover his true religion. It has since been reported that Sotloff did in fact have dual American and Israeli citizenship and was a published writer for the Jerusalem Post. But who are the Islamic State and what could they mean for the stability of the Middle East? Well, the Islamic State or Islamic State of Iraq and al-Sham, as it's fully known, or ISIS, is a Sunni Muslim group who believe they are a caliphate, a Muslim state run by a successor to Muhammad and upholding Sharia law. The organisation has come from the Iraqi insurgency against the Western forces and their Iraqi allies which followed from the 2003 invasion of Iraq. Initially, the group wanted to establish a caliphate in Iraq, but since the civil war in Syria, its ambitions have widened to include areas of Syria and the wider Middle East. Its bands of militants have one clear goal, to enforce a pure Islamic state. It wages a holy war, or jihad, on all who oppose it. And when it takes territory, it enforces Sharia law immediately, beheading and killing all those who do not accept its authority. It now dominates territories in northern Iraq and parts of Syria, and it currently has troops on the border with Turkey, Saudi Arabia, Jordan and Iran. According to The Economist, apparently, quote, ISIS may have up to 6,000 fighters in Iraq and 3,000 to 5,000 in Syria, including perhaps 3,000 foreigners. Nearly 1,000 are reported to hail from Chechnya and perhaps 500 or so more from France, Britain and elsewhere in Europe, end quote. The organisation aspires to unify the Muslim-inhabited regions of the world under its political control, beginning with Iraq, Syria and other territories in the Levant region, which includes Jordan, Israel, Palestine, Lebanon, Cyprus and parts of southern Turkey. According to some reports, the black ISIS flag has even been seen in Israel on Palestinian rallies. This concept of a militant Islamic State is unifying extremists and will pose a huge threat to the stability of the region. In a report by the International Business Times, an interesting insight was given this week into the group's view of Russia. The report was entitled, ISIS tells Vladimir Putin, we are coming to Russia 
to free Chechnya. Part of the report reads as follows, quote, The radical Islamist group ISIS, now known as Islamic State, has released a new video threatening Russian President Vladimir Putin that it plans to come to Russia and free Chechnya. The video footage, believed to be filmed in the Takbar airbase captured from Syrian government forces in Raqqa, shows an ISIS fighter in a military jet. He says, this message is for you, Vladimir Putin. These are the aircraft you sent to Bashar or Assad, and we're going to send them to you. Remember that, he says. This is Russian technology, said a militant with a Russian voice, according to the Moscow Times. We will, with consent of Allah, free Chechnya and all of the Caucasus. The Islamic State is here and will stay here, and it will spread with the grace of Allah, another militant warns. The militant then addresses Putin, adding, Your throne has already been shaken, it is under threat, and will fall with our arrival in Russia. We're already on our way with the permission of Allah. Chechnyan leader Ramzan Kadrov wrote on Instagram the group's warning was a childish threat. In the post that showed Kadrov with a shirt emblazoned with Putin's face, he said the Islamist militants were saying only what their masters in the West security services were telling them to say. These jerks have nothing to do with Islam. They are the blatant enemies of Muslims all over the world. Naive people decided to threaten Chechnya and all of Russia with two aircraft. They can sit in 2,000 aircraft and still not make it to Russia, he wrote. I declare with all responsibility that whoever gets, in, gets it into their heads to threaten Russia and speak the name of President Vladimir Putin will be destroyed as soon as he says it. He added, we won't even wait for him to sit at the helm of a plane. End quote. ISIS do indeed seem to be reflecting the spirit of the ancient mis- militant Muslims led by Muhammad who inflicted God's punishment on the Eastern Roman Empire as prophesied in Revelation chapter 9. With their fearless aggressive stance, use of social media and brutality, ISIS are fast becoming a player to be recognised in Middle East politics. So who will eventually quell the aggression of this new player in the Middle East? Will America, with its weakening influence? It seems that Russia is perfectly placed to get more of a foothold in the region and come to the aid of its allies. It has already been supplying arms to those fighting ISIS, including the Iraqi government and President Assad of Syria. It is also an ally and supporter of Iran. Despite its current issues with its involvement in the Ukraine, how the West would cheer on Russia in this battle against a common enemy and how prestigious a strong Russian leader would become who manages to tackle this problem. Now it's interesting to consider this all in the light of Bible prophecy, and the time period of the latter days. A time period in the Bible which begins with the restoration of the Jews to Israel, Hosea 3 verse 5, and ends with the great establishment of the kingdom in Israel, Isaiah 2 verse 2. In the time between these momentous events, the Bible tells of a world leading up to a crisis called Armageddon, where a number of nations invade Israel before God acts to rescue his people. See Ezekiel 38, Joel 3 and Revelation 16. 
And when these prophecies are tied to the prophecies of Zechariah chapters 12 to 14, it is clearly seen that this is the time when Jesus Christ will appear on the world stage and establish his throne in Jerusalem. In Ezekiel 38, the invading forces are described by their ancient names and consist of the territories of Europe, Turkey, North Africa and the Far East. Notably Persia, which consists of part of the modern-day territory where ISIS is gaining ground. The leader of the force is termed Gog, and he is a ruler of the modern territories of Russia, called by their ancient names in the prophecy of Rus, Magog, Meshech and Tubal. In Balaam's prophecies of the latter days, he, by inspiration, gives a hint that the peoples of Persia will be associated with this invasion by force. Speaking of the crisis of the latter days, the prophet tells of an invading force just as Ezekiel 38 does. Quote, And ships shall come from the coast of Kittim, and shall afflict Ashur, and shall afflict Eber, and he also shall perish forever. End quote. Numbers 24 verse 24. These ships which come down to Kittim or Cyprus and who afflict Eber or the Hebrews of Israel also afflict Ashur or Assyria. Who is this latter-day Assyria which is mentioned here? Could it be a revived Muslim state which is brought under control and tamed by Russia? Russia who has its current interests and allies in Syria and Iran? Russia who has President Putin setting the president for a fearless militant leader as it is currently showing in the crisis in the Ukraine? Will ISIS draw Russia into the Middle East, ready for the scene to be set for the events outlined in Bible prophecy to come to pass? For whether ISIS will be the catalyst for the great crisis of events which will unfold in these latter days, we cannot be sure. But we do know that Russia and the nations will eventually be compelled to invade the land of Israel before the great manifestation of the Lord Jesus Christ and his immortalized saints will appear on the world stage. One thing is for sure. God's kingdom is coming on this earth. The Lord Jesus Christ will return to sit on the throne of his father David. Luke 1.32 Bible believers must therefore keep the vision of this coming age in the forefront of their minds as we look forward to the time when this world will almost be unrecognisable under the righteous reign of the Lord Jesus Christ. That time when many nations shall come and say, Come and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord and to the house of the God of Jacob. And he will teach us of his ways and we will walk in his paths. For the law shall go forth of Zion and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. Micah chapter 4 verse 2. Until then, we watch and wait in faith, working out our own salvation with fear and trembling, as we're told in Philippians 2 verse 12. This has been Matt Davies for the Bible in the News. Join us again next week, God willing, at www.bibleinthenews.com.